0: It's Dr. Ron Kaiser, and you know I'm all about wellness and all about prevention. And with that in mind, I'm happy to welcome the sponsor of this podcast, NutraSense. Do you know that your blood sugar levels can significantly impact upon how your body feels and functions? The NutraSense program lets you analyze in real time how your glucose levels respond to food, exercise, stress, and sleep. Here's how it works. You wear a continuous glucose monitor that's called a biosensor, and you have an app on your phone, the NutriSense app that helps you to scan your glucose levels, visualize data, log meals, run experiments, and much more. And then on top of that, you get expert dietitian guidance. Now, there are significant benefits from knowing your glucose level, and that can include weight loss if that's desired, stable energy throughout the day, better sleep, and understanding which foods are good for you. I personally have used the NutriSense system, and I learned how making a few tweaks in the way that I eat has helped me to be more energetic and productive throughout the day and especially to avoid that early afternoon slump that I know some of you share. So, what I strongly encourage you to do is go to Nutrisense.io slash goal, G-O-A-L and that's a special code for listeners to this program. You'll be able to both learn about the various subscription plans that NutriSense has, and it also enables you to enroll for one. And as a special gift to our listeners, if you use that sign-up code, you will get $30 off of a subscription plan, as well as a month of free dietitian support. So that's Nutrisense, N-U-T-R-I-S-E-N-S-E dot I-O slash goal, G-O-A-L. Welcome to Rejuvenaging with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is a podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist and coach, and also keynote and TEDx speaker and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenaging: the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all kinds of things regarding wellness, including rejuvenating the mental health gym process that emphasizes positive psychology, my own spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and other wellness-related topics. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and also... I even suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is always to present you with a range of guests who not only lead their own lives enthusiastically, but can help us to stay well longer, become better versions of ourselves throughout the lifespan, and are willing to share that information with us, and it gives me great pleasure today to present someone who is going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. It's already done so, and uh, we're going to learn more about that now. Too many of us have experience with back pain, and when you live with back pain, you live with equally unbearable side effects like anxiety, depression, fatigue, hopelessness. you're fighting a daily battle impossible to uh, articulate and difficult to see. And certainly many of the patients that I see as a psychologist are dealing with pain and the the kind of side effects of it. But Dr. Gregory Lutz began his medical career determined to find better solutions for patients, suffering from degenerative disc disease. His pursuit led him to the discovery of a simple root-caused regenerative treatment that can provide life-changing relief for many patients. You'll be really astounded to hear how it works. Dr. Lutz is the founder of the Regenerative Sports Care Institute, physiatrist-in-chief emeritus at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, and a professor of clinical rehabilitation medicine at the Weill Medical College of Cornell University. He's a pioneer in regenerative orthopedic medicine. Dr. Lutz has co-authored more than 60 scientific publications, including the first double-blind randomized control study demonstrating the clinical efficacy of intradictal, discal, platelet rich Plasma Therapy. Somehow I'm having a hard time with platelet today. He is the author of the recently released book, Heal Your Disc, End Your Pain, How Regenerative Medicine Can Save Your Spine. A lot of spines out there need saving. So Dr. Lutz, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. So happy to have you with us today.
1: Well, uh, Dr. Ron, thanks so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here, and I admire your work with you know, teaching people how to age gracefully and keep a positive outlook. And I think, you know, my job today is to share the message of how we can keep the spine healthy as you age, which is, you know, a limiting symptom for many, many patients. Sure,
0: it's hard to be in chronic pain. Uh and be upbeat all the time and enthusiastic all the time. And certainly your work can increase the number of people who don't have to age with the uh, problem of back pain. Again, I, I know kind of intuitively and observationally that low back pain is a problem. Uh, pretty much everybody I know my age has some experience with low back pain, some much worse than others and some you know quite debilitating and I just uh, know of another friend of mine who just went through surgery for it uh, not too many months past before I know of someone who's had it treated surgically but how common is back pain spine pain uh, in the in the population
1: so if, if we look at, you know, all uh, musculoskeletal conditions, it's by far the most common uh, cause of pain, disability in the world. There's over, it's been estimated, there's over 580 million people globally with chronic lower back pain and over 70 million just here in the US. And so, you know, if we could choose a single non-fatal medical condition, to find a better solution for it would be, you know, for patients with degenerative disc disease, which is the number one cause of chronic lower back pain.
0: Well, that's that's a large number. Again, is there something about the way we've evolved, or what is, is our back not supposed to uh, function the way it does? Why why is it such a such a big issue? I know some. Uh, obviously have suffered injuries, but it sounds like you don't really need to have a major injury to wind up with back pain.
1: Yeah, there there are a variety of of reasons why it's so common. And I, I think, you know, while advancements in medicine have enabled us to live longer, they really haven't found their way into how to keep our spines healthy as we age. And I think, you know, the life expectancy has gone up, but, you know, our discs wear out you know before uh, time from it just you know our lifestyles our smoking contributes to degeneration of the disc sitting all day is not healthy for the disc because the disc receives its nutrition through gentle compression relaxation you know injuries can cause disc problems you know from sports or the weight room sometimes car accidents and i think the reason it's so prevalent is because the intrinsic ability for a disc to heal when it's injured is very poor. Uh, and one of the major reasons is because the blood supply to a disc is, is limited. Like when we cut our skin, you know, cells get to the skin and, and regenerate that tissue usually beautifully within days. However, when a disc develops a tear, it's its ability to heal is very poor. And so I think if we if we look at back pain as nothing more than an unhealed wound, you can see how our treatments of drugs and surgery really
0: haven't addressed the cure. That's so interesting. Um, I'm wondering, uh, cause we're, we're tossing around a term that some people, I mean, everybody has heard of discs, but uh, some people may not, Uh, Be aware of just how it fits in. I mean, we we hear of discs, vertebrae, spinal cord, uh, things of that nature. What, What exactly is a disc? Just so we're not assuming anything. So think of the lower back
1: as five segments, usually. And each segment has a bone called the vertebral body. And that bone is separated by a disc intervertebral disc and think of it as like a radial tire with a gelatinous core. And what surrounds that, that gelatinous core are about 20 fibrous concentric rings that are analogous to like a circular tendon that's made of collagen. And so when those with compression of the spine and movement, those rings keep that jelly contained. And so if those rings develop tears, they can be pain, become very painful, and if the tears get large enough, then the jelly can extrude and that that's what's called a herniated disc. And so the the idea that we're proposing with regenerative medicine is to actually intervene early and try to heal those tears before the disc herniates or degenerates and hopefully limit the down the downward consequences of disc degeneration, which can lead to other more serious spinal conditions, such as scoliosis, spinal stenosis, which is a narrowing of the canal and nerve injuries.
0: And I guess some of those other conditions that result are one of the reasons that so many of my peers get to this point and and have uh, back issues. Good. yeah, the, the statistics really are staggering.
1: You know, sixty percent of people over the age of 60 develop scoliosis. Mm-hmm. And so and that's usually from degenerative conditions, from a degenerative
0: disc. Wow,' that's, that's sobering. Now, you're not the typical type of physician who works with back pain, Greg, so I'm, I'm wondering, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to become who you are?
1: Sure. A physiatrist is a doctor that uh, is a medical doctor that specializes in, in the field of physical medicine and rehabilitation. And it's really actually the word physiatry comes from the Greek words physikos and iatria. So it's really appropriate here. It's the physical art of healing. And so it's a specialty that's, you know, up and coming in my med school, I was the only person to go into it out of two hundred and five med students. but it but it really resonated with me because it's based on using, you know, non-surgical uh, treatments to help patients heal from a variety of musculoskeletal or neurologic conditions. And the journey into regenerative medicine really came from outside, you know my clinical practice. we We have a farm in New Jersey and you know about 12 years ago one of the the horse vets came to our farm to treat a horse with a torn tendon and he uh, took a bunch of blood out of the horse and spun it in a centrifuge and then constant and another ultrasound injected it into the horse's tendon and my horse which was lame for months became uh, started running around like a pony within a few weeks And that was really, you know, my aha moment. And his name was Dr. Daniel Keenan. And Dan said, you know, Greg, you should be doing this on your orthopedic patients. And so I got a a PRP kit and a centrifuge uh, when I was at HSS. And the very first patient uh, that came into my office that day when I got the kit was a 70-year-old tennis player who had torn his Achilles tendon. And as you know, the, the chance of an Achilles tendon tear healing on its own is slim, if, if, if any. And I've never seen it heal on its own. And so he was a hedge fund ma- manager who had invested in a PRP company. So he was kind of familiar with this up-and-coming technology. And so you know he was game, and we thought the risks were low. And so we injected his Achilles tendon, and within six weeks, his pain was substantially better. He came back, I injected a second time, and then within another six weeks, he was already playing tennis after not playing tennis for over six months. And so I said, you know, you know hold on a minute. let's make sure that you know you're not going to do more damage by going out in place. So we repeated his MRI. And the MRI, I was astounded to see that the tendon had healed completely normal. And so that was my very first patient. And so when that was like, you know, you don't usually hit a home run the first time with a new treatment. But it didn't take me too long to start thinking about our back pain patients because the same collagen that makes up a tendon makes up, you know, the outer rings of a disc. And so that's how we led into treating patients with back pain. And that was over 10 years ago. And so, you know, we really, I didn't want to, we did a lot of research over the years and, you know, writing a book is a big deal. And I didn't really want to write a book until I really felt confident with the message. And so, you know, now I think it's, it's, a, it's a really safe um, root cause treatment that we want to get the word out about.
0: Well, that's really an amazing story. I guess we talked about everything except exactly what happens in in the uh, procedure or treatment that that you provide. So, what's nice about you know this
1: you know intradiscal platelet rich plasma injection is that it can be performed as an outpatient and in a small procedure room under light sedation. And it usually takes less than an hour. And typically, once the diagnosis has been made with a good history, exam, MRI findings, you know, we can target what we suspect as to the discs that need to be treated. And so it basically, patients come in, we take their blood, about maybe 80 milliliters of blood that morning, and and we spin it in a FDA-approved PRP kits. And that process takes about 15 minutes. And that's done right before the procedure. So as the blood is spinning, we're starting to sedate the patient, prep the skin to prevent infection, numb the skin, place needles into the discs that we're going to treat. And by that time, the PRP is ready. And then we just inject a very high concentration of platelets and white blood cells directly into the tears of the discs to stimulate that natural healing. And usually within four to eight weeks, patients start to have significant improvement. And so it's not a quick fix, it's a slow heal, but then it usually lasts. And it's
0: usually only one treatment, which is nice. Yeah, that that sounds fantastic. And just uh, again, so we're not assuming anything, PRP uh, stands for Platelet-rich plasma,
1: and just I think the the message is that if we think of back pain as mostly coming from the spinal intervertebral discs with tears, and those tears are just unhealed wounds, and all we're doing is using your natural healing cells and proteins, putting them where they need to go in a concentrated fashion under precise guidance, and letting the body heal itself. It's that simple.
0: And in general, I mean, you've been doing this for for a few years now. Tell me about results.
1: So, you know, it's evolved over time, and we've treated now well over a 1,000 patients over a decade. And so when we initially... Studied uh, intradiscal PRP in our double-blind, randomized, controlled trial. Our initial success rate overall was about 60 percent, and these were very difficult to treat patients. Uh, on average, the patients in our study had um, pain for over four years, and nothing worked. So even a 60 percent success rate was considered to be, you know, uh, a monumental in that patient patient group. And just to note that the success rate in the control group was was less than twenty percent, so it really showed a statistically significant difference. But since then, we've made we, we've made significant improvements in not only the ability to make a more concentrated PRP. With that, what I mean is that we we're, we're able to concentrate the healing cells to higher and higher doses. But we've also uh, invented a a delivery device to more precisely guide a catheter inside the disk to deliver the cells exactly where the tears are. And and what we're seeing now are success rates over 80% long term. And so but we're always looking at ways to optimize and improve our outcomes. You know, we want to get the success rate over 90%. And um,
0: I think we'll be able to achieve that with these recent advancements. Boy, that's that's amazing. Uh, so, what kind of reception have you gotten from the medical community and from whoever approves to pay for these kinds of things and so on? I mean, it sounds like, you know, such a tremendous thing going forward to, to, to really help people. Well, you
1: know, there are a lot of like minded physicians that are starting to do these procedures across the country and really across the globe. And I think as the data builds on safety and efficacy, it'll become, you know, more of a standard of care. But but it takes time for, for new technologies and medicine to get accepted. And, you know, the, the FDA considers, you know, PRP as not a drug. And it's something that as physicians with our patients, we can use in what's called an off-label fashion. And I think that until we progress to getting a claim with the FDA to treat specifically patients suffering from degenerative disc disease, the AMA, you know, won't approve a CPT code. And the CPT code is what's necessary to get reimbursement from insurance payers. But it it will come because I think the data is only getting stronger, and there are many people researching this across the globe to give patients, you know, new hope that are suffering from lower back pain. So I think right now, you know, it's an out-of-pocket procedure. And uh, the reason we do it outside the hospital is to, to make it much more cost-effective for patients than doing it in a hospital setting. And that's why we opened the Regenerative Sports Care Institute in New York City, specifically for that reason. It was just too costly to do it in the
0: hospital. So from a patient standpoint, I mean, we all know uh, about other injections uh, we know about uh, surgery, obviously, and I guess different kinds of surgeries and so. On. The standpoint of a patient with low back pain: How does somebody determine? Uh, I mean, is it kind of you? You kind of decide what's best for you, or is is there some progression that you should see somebody first or get evaluated first, or there certain kinds of disorders of the back that you see you for or others, a surgeon, or just, again, this this can get confusing for a patient?
1: No, that's a good, great question. And I think it's it's always important for a patient to start with a non-surgical specialist and get evaluated, get an accurate diagnosis, you know, and, you know, start with the least invasive treatments first and see if you respond. And this procedure is not surgery, but it's still an invasive procedure that you need to weigh the risks and rewards. And thankfully, it's been a very, very safe procedure. But, you know, typically the type of patient we start thinking about using intradiscal PRP on, our patients have had pain for more than six to 12 weeks. They haven't responded to the traditional treatments of oral medication, physical therapy, acupuncture, chiropractic care and their pain is becoming more chronic and unresponsive to treatment. And those are the the patients that are then thinking about a surgical solution. And so I, I think, you know, anybody who's thinking about surgery should first consider this as an option. And not everyone will be a candidate. You know, if somebody has severe spinal stenosis or a very large extruded disc, that's not the type of patient we're treating with this. It's really... You know, but if you're having back pain with some radiation into leg and you don't have severe weakness, you know, this is something to consider. Like if we can get the disc to heal in its early stages of disease, there's a greater chance for long-term recovery with this procedure.
0: And I take it, it doesn't, uh, I, I, I know there are very few non-successes that you have, but it doesn't preclude surgery down the line if a person doesn't experience success with with the procedure. Correct,
1: Correct. you're not burning any bridges, exactly. And actually we've treated many patients who've had pain after surgery. You know, from patients who had spinal fusions or, you know, we've, we've treated the discs above the fusion to keep them healthy. Patients who've had, you know, microdiscectomies which is cutting out the herniation who've had persistent pain, we've also treated those patients. And so if you're having persistent pain after surgery, it's something to, to explore as well. Great,
0: great. And uh, you started telling us about your journey that, that really started not with the back but with somebody's achilles tendon. Do you uh, still do the procedure with with other areas than the, the spine? or are you concentrating on the spine nowadays?
1: No, at, at the Regenerative Sports Care Institute in New York City, you know, we, we treat all musculoskeletal conditions. And our success with tendons is very, very high. So, you know, whether it's a Achilles tendon or patellar tendon or rotator cuff, if we can catch it early, there's a great chance we can get it to heal so you don't need surgery.
0: And if I understand correctly, and this is pretty amazing, that, I mean, and we know of various... Uh, injections to the spine steroid uh pain, uh, other kinds of things if i understand correctly the the other procedures if they're successful will relieve pain at least temporarily but this actually heals the disc uh, am i correct that's the major
1: difference that, 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 that that's right ron and you know the epidural steroid injections you know, are the traditional treatments relieving pain and inflammation, but they don't necessarily create any healing. And, and most of the treatments, whether it's drugs or surgery, are palliative at best. What's really been so exciting about these regenerative treatments is that they're getting to the root cause of, of a painful tear and creating a healing response and structural changes inside the disc that are positive that hopefully will keep that disc healthy for years to come. And that's been what's you know so encouraging to see. And what's nice is we have an MRI in the office so we can see these changes pre- before and after injections. And as we've increased the dose of cells, th- those changes are becoming um, more evident.
0: That's really, really, truly amazing. And I know, again, there's so many people who suffer from uh, disc disease and back pain. And uh, I was really impressed by, on your book, one of the people who commented uh, on the back cover is uh, Misty Copeland, who is the principal dancer with the prestigious uh, American Ballet Theater. She kind of indicated I received the intradictal PRP treatment. I couldn't be happier with the results. I was able to return to my vigorous physical schedule and haven't had any pain or discomfort since. I know what uh, what a physical job she has. My wife was a dancer, and uh, it's hard to believe that that somebody who was really impaired by back pain doesn't have any. I mean, that's that's a real... It's a real endorsement. I'm going to ask about your contact information in a minute, but uh, if somebody is, lives some distance from New York, are there are there others doing this kind of work now? I know you mentioned some people are doing research, but uh, are, are there others, and how does somebody find out if there is? Yeah, and
1: actually in the book, I, I have a whole chapter on how to find a reputable regenerative spine specialist. And I think you know reputable is the key, because you know regenerative medicine is one of the fastest emerging fields in medicine right now. but but you have to be careful, and you have to navigate through that area of growth carefully. And so I, I really lay out a step by step process of how to find someone in your area that you know could be a reputable spine specialist to do these procedures. So people are doing it across the country. The number of procedures is growing, the data is growing, and I think that on our website, uh, www.regensportscare.com, you know, we have a page about our foundation, which is a research foundation that has articles, has, you know, our latest research, and it's a way to keep up to date. And if someone can't find a specialist in the area, you know, they could always contact us and directly, and we can see if there's someone that we know personally, or maybe they make the trip to New York. And usually, you know, we have people coming from all over the world, and it's very efficient. You know, you you, you come in, you know, uh, one day before the procedure, and if you're really a candidate and feel comfortable, you get the procedure done the next day, and then you only need to stay in New York for a few days before you leave again. So it's very efficient. We've had the
0: We've, we have the system down now. And there's no hospital stay involved or overnight hospital stays. It's all outpatient.
1: Great. And where are you located in New York? We're on um, in Carnegie Hill, um, 62 East 88th Street, you know, in between Madison and Park. We have a you know beautiful private uh, regenerative medicine clinic
0: with state-of-the-art equipment. Great, and we'll have all the contact information uh, in the show notes, and uh, it's hard to imagine that you won't have some some people really interested in contacting and finding out about the the great work that you're doing. But your book just came out, so tell us a little bit about it before we we wrap things up. (laughs)
1: You know, it was you know I really um, always wanted to write a book about this, but really never had the time. And during the pandemic, we were shut down for three to four months, and it was really uh, during the pandemic that I that I had a pause that I could really collect my thoughts, organize my thoughts. I was introduced to Scribe, which is a really great um, service to help you write a book because where do you start? You know, and I think they have a very good team of professionals that have helped me tremendously with composing my thoughts and and creating this book, Heal Your Disk, End Your Pain. And so it actually launches today on February 7th and on Amazon. And so you know you can go directly to Amazon to, to buy the copy. And I think the Audible version will come out in a few weeks as well. So and I think that the reason I wrote the book was just nobody knows about very few people know about this option, and I think you know it's been something we've worked on for over ten years with our research and clinical experience, and I I feel confident that many patients can benefit from this, and I think that's exactly what a condition that's so complex with regards to lower back pain needs, a simple, safe, scalable, root cause solution. That's gonna hopefully do a lot of good for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I wish you the best of success with with the book. And the formats are, it's in paper, uh, back, yeah. and Audible. And e-book. And, and ebook.
1: and then the Audible okay. will come out as well. So so you can write in, in I think the the first week of launch, they really discount the book significantly, the ebook version. But I think you know maybe by the time this airs, that might be over.
0: <laughs> well, we're we'll trying to get it on as as quickly as possible. I guess I uh, should ask, probably should have asked earlier. Uh, other than the possibility that small percentage where it doesn't work, are there any uh, side effects or uh, things that people need to worry about in, in following it, uh, e- either relative to the procedure or what they do afterwards for the next you know period
1: of time? You know, the procedure is, is extremely safe. And when we compare it to the use of opioids or, or surgery, the complication rate is really very, very low. The, the major risk that we worry about is infection. Anytime you stick a needle into the spine or the disc Um, You can introduce bacteria or stimulate bacteria that might already be there. But that's why the type of PRP that's injected is really important. And the type of PRP we're injecting doesn't only have a high concentration of platelets. It also has a very high concentration of white blood cells. It's called a leukocyte-rich PRP. And we believe one of the reasons we're having such a great success rate with our procedure is we may be killing two birds with one stone. We're injecting a high concentration of platelets, but we're also injecting a high concentration of white blood cells because newer theories about degenerative disc disease relate to the concept of an intradiscal microbiome, which is that there are bacteria inside the disc that maybe are contributing to that pain, inflammation and degeneration. So we might be treating some of that overgrowth of bacteria with this leukocyte-rich PRP. And it's just something that's fascinating research that's come up over the past few years. It's not something that many people know about, but the data continues to build that the role the bacteria play in disc degeneration is much more than we ever
0: realized. Yeah, and I know that you handle that in in the book as well. discuss it at some length and... uh... I mean, the more you hear about it, the the more not just fascinating, but the more appropriate uh it appears to be for, for a lot of sufferers of, of back pain. Um and you mentioned one other thing before we quit that I don't think we uh discussed, and that's the issue of opiates. It sounds like that's not part of the, the procedure or the the follow-up treatment or anything of that nature.
1: Yeah, if if we use opioids, it's only for a few days after the procedure if necessary. And, and most of our patients take one or two pills that, that evening and then they're done. And so, you know, we don't advocate any long-term use of opioids in our practice.
0: Great. Okay, well, this has been really fascinating, Greg. I wish you great success both in your work and with the book. Can, before we quit, can you once again uh, run by your contact information and where they can get the book?
1: So if you go to uh, uh that's our website for our clinical practice um, in New York. And then the book can be obtained on Amazon. And it's Heal Your Disc, End Your Pain, um, Dr. Gregory Lutz. And so far we're off to a great start with, uh, sales. And, and one last thing is all proceeds from the sale of the book go directly into our research foundation to help us find a cure for chronic lower back pain from degenerative disc disease.
0: Won't that be wonderful if future generations will be able to look at, uh, disc disease as something of historical significance, but something that could be treated and and is is a more acute than long-term problem. It'd be great if that day comes. And I know you're doing your best to hasten that. So Greg, Dr. Lutz, it's been a, a real pleasure having you, it's been a real pleasure learning from you. And I am very proud to be able to help spread the word about your procedure and your book. So thanks very very much. And
1: and Dr. Ron, thanks for having me. It's it's been a real pleasure. And and uh, I want to also encourage you to keep your great work up on rejuvenating. aging. I think it's a wonderful message. And and um, look forward to collaborating
0: in the future. Okay, great. Well, let's let's hope that. Uh, We have mutual patience that we'll share from both of our works. And uh, that's good. And once again, thank you. And that brings to a close another episode of the Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser podcast. Uh, We've learned a lot from Dr. Gregory Lutz, and it's been such a pleasure to having him with us. And I know many of you will want to re-listen to this podcast. Please tell your friends about it and download it, rate, review the podcast. That's how podcasts get known and the word gets spread. And don't be hesitant about being back next week because we'll have another interesting guest who will help us to become better versions of ourselves. And that really is the goal in life helps us to lead our lives with enthusiasm if there's a lot less pain in it. So until next time, again, I hope you'll visit the Mental Health Gym website and be back next week. And in the meantime, remember to stay positive and stay safe.